Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plushcare. Plushcare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Have you always felt a little odd, a little different? The world is crying out for witches to heal and to rebuild. But do you hear its call and will you answer? This is a space for free thinking, where I give you tools to explore and build your craft. We all have a divine spark. Join me each week and grow that spark into a fiery beacon. I am your host, Michael Moorcroft, and I'll be bringing you a one-on-one guide to all things witchcraft and spirituality. This is... The Mage's Well. Hey Mages, welcome back to part two of How to Love Yourself. If you've not checked out last week's episode, part one, absolutely listen to that first because it sets the stage quite nicely for this one. But before we dive in, let's have a look at what the week ahead is saying. Dreams of Reason Feast Day is celebrated annually on April 14th. It's a day set aside to commemorate scientific theories that have been discarded and science fiction futures that have not come into fruition yet. Mushroom Day falls on April 16th, basically a day where you appreciate mushrooms. Did you know portobello, button and white mushrooms? They're all the same type of mushroom, they're just picked at different levels of maturity. There's even mushrooms that produce light, a little bit sci-fi there, and more than 2,000 new fungi are discovered each year. April 17th marks the day when the longest war ended. In 1986, peace was declared between the Netherlands and the Isles of Scilly, who lacked a peace treaty for 355 years. No bullets were ever shot, and some historians doubt war had ever been declared in the first place, but it's a fun little fact. The 18th is Velociraptor Awareness Day, because why not? Plot twist, how the film Jurassic Park portrays them isn't entirely accurate. They would have been the size of a small turkey, which, yeah, kind of upsets me a little bit. The 19th of April (laughs) commemorates the day 
1971 that the USSR launched the first manned space station. And that's your week. I couldn't find a lot of interesting dates, but that is your week. Now, onto the show. Let's kick off by looking at beliefs. A belief is a thought that's been repeated time and time again, and it's become ingrained or compounded within our brains. When we have a new thought, our brain fires up and builds synapses. These are like motorways in our brain that connects the different sections. The same thought strengthens these synapses. Think of it like walking a path through thick grass. The first time you walk through it, the grass might bend, but obviously a path won't form. But if you keep walking through the grass often enough, a path is created. We all have negative beliefs about ourselves, but they can be reversed and deconstructed. We just have to step off that path that we've created. I've spoken on the show before about confirmation bias, I think, in my hexing episode. It's quite an interesting episode if you're intrigued where things are viewed in a way that confirms a belief. And this is happening all the time, automatically, on a subconscious level. So the key here is recognizing a negative belief that you have about yourself. For example, let's say the belief is, I'm ugly. We're gonna flip this and we're gonna say, I'm beautiful. And it's gonna feel weird. It's gonna feel alien and uncomfortable and possibly like a downright lie because you've just walked through that grass for the first time. Now bearing confirmation bias in mind, we're going to go hunting for any evidence that backs this new belief up. So think of any time anyone's ever complimented you, any time you've felt beautiful or sexy or powerful, if you like a certain part of your body, if you've created a killer outfit or you've applied makeup in a certain way that makes you feel good, Whatever it is, we're creating a scrapbook of memories to start solidifying that path within our brains that creates the belief, I'm beautiful. And you're going to repeat this process over and over and over and over until it becomes second nature. This is how we're going to kill off any nasty self-limiting beliefs about ourselves. And this technique can be used with any belief. Another big thing. We are socialized to be competitive, and comparing ourselves to other people is normal. Quote from a professor of organizational behavior, Thomas Muswiller. It is one of the most basic ways we develop an understanding of who we are, what we're good at, and what we're not so good at. This, again, is quite a quick, often subconscious thing. But social media has very kindly allowed this to be taken into hyperdrive. All of a sudden, it's not so subconscious. It's no longer a survival skill, and it allows us to actually dwell on our perceived shortcomings. With our phones, we have 24-hour, 7-day access to other people's lives which look glamorous, successful, and happy. Studies are actually showing that comparing ourselves contributes massively to our stress levels and actually diminishes us. And there is a direct link that's been discovered between high social media use and the causation of depression. And comparing ourselves can also massively hurt our bank accounts. 
as it's been observed in neighbourhoods where someone wins the lottery, neighbours will go out and make huge visible purchases, and in some cases it even results in bankruptcy. Now that is wild. How do we stop this comparison and how do we release its hold over us? Gratitude lists are proven to actively combat feelings of lack. And look, I'll admit it, sometimes our lives feel like we're in so much of a hole, it can be hard to find things to have gratitude over. So on days that you feel like this, go back to basics, whatever that might be for you. So for me, I might look at, I woke up this morning, I have the ability to say these words, I have food in my fridge, I have a roof over my head, I have a warm bed. It's stripping it back to basics sometimes, and that's okay. It's just gonna get you through this rough patch, and you'll find other things to be grateful over. Another thing that helps is writing a list of strengths. And I don't mean like some dry job interview CV type thing. I communicate with a high degree of efficiency. (laughs) Add some life into it and include fun things and things that are personal. Last week, I made my friend laugh till she was crying. It's that type of thing. It focuses our attention on what we do have. And another tip that I've got for you around comparing yourself. Compare to yourself. Don't bother with other people. Focus on yourself. Keep your nose in your own business, your eyes on your own lane or on your own homework. Compare to yourself. If you journal, read over them and see how far you've come or think where you were this time last year and see how you've progressed. Sometimes progression might be small, sometimes it might be huge, but see where you can find the progression. And limit social media use if it's a big trigger or just limit it generally. You can adjust your phone settings to limit your time on whatever apps you choose. And I have a weekly report that tells me how much time I'm spending on my phone. You can also unfollow or mute accounts that make you feel bad. Turn your phone off. I've recently gotten into the habit of turning mine off around 8. And when you find yourself reaching for your phone, ask why. What is it that you're trying to distract yourself from? Maybe you need to sit with your emotions that I spoke about last week. Let's look about how you can just support yourself more generally. Speaking things out loud about how I'm feeling massively helps me. So, for example, I'm down because I went for a job and I got rejected. I might say, I didn't get the job interview and that feels really unfair and I'm disappointed. We're acknowledging it and we're accepting it. I also might take this further and give myself a pep talk or rationalise it. And basically just have a frank conversation with myself. So I might say, the job rejection, it doesn't determine my self-worth. It just means that I wasn't right for the job. It doesn't make me a bad person or stupid. It just didn't work out this time. And I'll find something that works. It takes away the what-ifs and the shoulds and the coulds. It takes away the emotional charge out the situation. It gets me out of my head and allows me to get on with my day. There's something about saying it out loud that makes it way more powerful than just thinking about it. You just have to have a quiet space where you can obviously say this, otherwise people might think you're ill. This technique is called radical acceptance, and you can use it in multiple ways. For example, if there's any aspects of yourself that you can't love, 
maybe you absolutely hate your thighs or how rubbish you are over public speaking, you can say, I have big thighs or I'm rubbish at public speaking, but that's where I am today. It's okay. It's not the end of the world and I can work on these things. It zooms us out of the situation and all of a sudden it's not a big deal. Setting boundaries is another massive area around self-love. Boundary work is hard. Again, it's a lifelong process and it's uncomfortable. And if you feel this while you're doing it, you're normally doing it correctly. Be mindful of giving your time away to people who drain you and cause feelings of unworthiness. If you can't completely cut the relationship off, practice the radical acceptance that I just mentioned to limit the damage. You can also end a phone call or leave a social situation that's making you feel off. You can stop checking emails after a certain point in the day. You can delete social media apps or limit your use of them if they're making you feel off. Also, something to bear in mind, who we spend time with massively adds to the building blocks of who we are. There's that famous quote by Jin Ron, you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. Are your five people uplifting and empowering and kind and supportive? If not, maybe it's time to find a new top five. And going to find love and support from people who are actually giving it is in of itself an act of self-love. Saying no is also a way of loving yourself because when you say yes to something that you don't want to do, you're saying no to yourself and you're ignoring your needs. Sometimes we have to say yes, but if it's something that constantly features in your language, then there's an issue. You have to prioritize yourself and your well-being, else burnout is on the menu. To practice, let's have a look at your commitments over the next week and see if there's one that you don't want to do. Cancel it. See how that makes you feel and go through the rest of the things that you have on. If someone asks you to do something and you're unsure about it, say, let me have a think or let me see what I have on. Sleep on it and see if you actually want to commit. And a big thing that I need to mention is that sometimes trying to love yourself can feel like you're trying to jump over a chasm. So instead, just for now, try to become loving while you try other techniques to close that chasm. How to become loving? Focus on what you love about the people you know, the people you see as you're walking to work, like, oh, I love her hair, or she's got a nice face, or he's got a nice smile. Focus on what you appreciate around you, like the sun is shining brightly today, or maybe you really like someone's voice who's talking to you. Find appreciation in the small things and also show love to others. Find appreciation in the small things and show them love. You can also show love to others with random acts of kindness. There are so many ways you can do this and there's literally lists and lists of suggestions on the internet. This is going to get you familiar with the feeling and as you start practicing other techniques and building on your own self-love, it's going to feel like you're not grasping for an alien concept that you have no idea of. Let's take a look at happiness and take a minute to think about what actually makes you happy. What makes you feel good and what fills you with life? If your happiness is dependent on something, just go for it. What's stopping you? Prioritizing your happiness is a massive act of self-love. 
And also, we want to think about our definition of happiness. Maybe you're not sure about what makes you happy. Think about your definition of happiness and write down a list of what supports that definition and what you want to do to make you happy. But if there's anything on that list that's there because you think you should do it to make you happy or you need to, take it off. This is about your happiness, not about your mum or your dad, what they want for you or family members or friends. This is about your happiness and see going forward if happiness can play a key role in your decision making and your goals. And just a shadow aspect that's worth mentioning, it might be wise to question what are your benefits from being unhappy? It might sound a bit silly, but in childhood you might have gotten more attention from your family if you were unhappy, for example. So work needs to be done around that and we need to step away from it. You can listen to my episode on shadow work for more help with this. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Something else that we need to discuss as well is victimhood. Sometimes a situation can leave us feeling like a victim, which is valid, but it isn't the most empowering place to be in. And sometimes we can stay in victimhood as a way to rally people on our side in the mistaken feeling that this is love. And obviously, there's different grades of being a victim. And I'm not talking about the type where it's come from abuse or a violation of some sort. I'm talking about the lower grade kind of being dumped or hurt by someone. Being in a victim state of mind, it isn't an empowering place to be in. And the best way to get yourself out of it and around this situation is to reframe it and to think, okay, what can I learn from this situation? How am I better because of this? What thoughts can I think to make myself better? That kind of thing. And sometimes it will be profound, and sometimes it won't. Looking at bad experiences as a learning curve, it takes the sting out of them, and it allows you to carry on with your life. Self-pity also shares space here, and it's normal to feel like a victim and have self-pity. It doesn't mean that you're weak or pathetic as our society likes to make out. But when we linger, we disempower, and we take the focus off our worth and our autonomy. Accept where you are, give yourself time to grieve, and ask what you want to learn from it, and take small actions to make yourself feel better. 
Doubt is a form of self-sabotage. And really, doubt is just faith that the outcome will be negative. I quite liked that I stumbled on it and I just thought that was quite a powerful way of just countering that. You might have heard a similar one where anxiety is just excitement without the breath. I quite like these, I find them useful because for me personally, it takes these abstract, scary concepts and it just rationalizes them and it puts a little bit of a twist on them. So doubt is just faith that the outcome will be negative. It's crucial to actually address this rather than pushing it to one side. Ask yourself what it is that you're so afraid of. And once you have that answer, plot out small steps to overcome this fear and how you can support yourself. Get a bit of a strategy around it. Another form of self-sabotage is self-deprecation. This is a defense mechanism whereby you attack yourself so no one else gets in there first. If you do this often around other people, it kind of suggests that you've got a parent who had very high standards of you growing up. Also, if you self-deprecate a lot, studies suggest that you tend to procrastinate a lot as well, and this is out of fear of failing, and it also shields us from facing our limitations. A way of countering this is to focus on your achievements and begin building your confidence around them. I like to keep a journal of achievements throughout the year that tend to be quite big, but you can also have a daily journal around this idea where you put the smallest of accomplishments in. This is just going to help you build up your confidence and start kicking that self-deprecation aspect within your personality. In a similar vein, another thing to watch out for is pride and arrogance because these are actually masks we wear to highlight something we're proud of, which is often done to hide things that we're not so proud of. It's like distracting people to look over there while something kicks off behind the scenes. If this is something you recognize within yourself, what are you trying to hide? And ask yourself, what is it that you're so afraid of? Now, when you start this process of loving yourself, there might be a period of grief as you realize how you've been treating yourself. This is normal and it's okay. Just give yourself the space so you can process what you're feeling and ask what you want to learn from this. Having a deep well of self-love is a wonderful foundation to build from for all areas of your life, as well as your relationship with others. When we struggle, we tend to be the hardest on ourselves. If we can do the work, we can easily turn ourselves into our biggest allies and create a really powerful support within ourselves. Small consistent steps are key and the work and the effort is worth it. This will be one of the best investments that you're making in your life. You also might go through a phase called God Complex. This is a funny little thing when self-worth and self-esteem start to increase a person might become a little tyrannical or protective over it, shall we say. For example, someone might violate a boundary or overstep a mark in some form and you overreact. I don't really like that word. You might overcompensate is probably a better way of saying it in your reaction and you might cut them out and rain hell on them. And this is because you've previously had low self-esteem and self-worth. And there's this fear of regressing. All of a sudden, you become a snappy little dragon guarding precious treasure. 
i.e. yourself. There is no shame or judgement for this, it's just a process. And it's difficult for me to advise because it's such a case by case basis as to whether you're justified in your actions, but it's something to bear in mind. Having low self esteem from my father, who, for new listeners, wasn't a nice man to put it lightly, and then from years in modelling, I can relate to being a snappy little dragon at times, shall we say. Today has been a lot to digest, and I wouldn't recommend implementing everything all at once. And sometimes this might not be enough, and working with a therapist might be an idea. If money is an issue, online and app-based therapy is generally more affordable, as well as group therapy and support groups. I guess I want to end with what we struggle with. It doesn't make us bad. It just means we find something hard, and we all struggle with different things. I might struggle with boundaries, you might struggle with negative thinking. But the great thing about being alive today is there are countless self-help books, videos, articles, podcasts, whatever, delivered in a way to suit whatever learning need that you have. Identify on what you find hard, be curious, be open, and do some homework. Because the path to self-love is definitely worth pursuing. And that is a wrap for today's show. Thank you so much for listening. And if you want to keep in touch and you want to stay up to date with news with The Majors Well, you can follow me on the socials at The Majors Well, wherever you are based. Peace out, witches, and I'll see you at the crossroads. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi Mm. hello fresh stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com let's get this dinner party started Hello, this is Danny Pellegrino, host of the Everything Iconic podcast, and I'm here to tell you all about Splash Refresher, because hydration is mandatory, but boring is not. Now, I love my water, but if I don't spice it up, I'm not going to finish what I took out of the fridge. That's why I love my Splash Refresher, which is flavorful, delicious, bright, hydrating, and zero calories. The wild berry flavor is my fave. No, wait. 
Is the pineapple mango flavor my fave? You know what? All five craveable Splash Refresher flavors are my fave because they're so delicious. So get hydrated and enjoy it with Splash Refresher. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.